this is so long too long. A true-to-life recounting of a band that, despite their very best efforts, seemed destined to break into the big time if they could only overcome one hurdle, themselves. If they weren't quite full lads who shook the world, they certainly gave their postcodes a tremble. episode we detailed how with one gig off it we got down to writing songs we just chronicled our first three songs in the set so here's the rest song four lightning struck twice or as it's written on the beer mat for reasons outlined earlier licking wood which saw me drop the letter g from the end of licking for no reason other than it appeared to be what you did no g's for us la we're too working class too bohemian too counterculture Nowadays, such grammatical nonsense drives me up the wall, but back then, we would have done anything to appear remotely cool. As I've said, this was our first finished masterpiece, but it just went on and on. The two, two harmonica interludes allowed me to pose like I was Bob Dylan, though, and before the song, I would drag out the process of putting on my brace holder, ensuring that everyone could see I was earnest in carrying the torch of folk traditions of yore by playing the instrument of the hobo, the minstrel, and the lonesome convict in his lonesome jail cell. I couldn't actually play the harmonica for Toffee, though spluttering and inhaling in the vain hope that my guitar was in tune with it, which in those days, due to us never bothering with proper guitar tuners, was often a rarity. But in my inflated world, practising harmonica was inauthentic, and it was much better to feel it, man. Spoiler alert, it wasn't. This song got dropped from the set fairly quickly for a variety of reasons, which, looking back, strikes me, no pun intended, as a bit of a shame. There are a few songs from these days that make me wonder how I'd feel if I wrote them now. Would I dismiss them as throwaway, or actually be happy with them and think that there's something worth pursuing here? Sometimes, in my more sentimental moments, with lightning struck twice, I'll lean towards the latter. Lightning struck twice. Well, we spoke about this, haven't we, previously? But it was, this was our our watershed moment, wasn't it? Mm. Or licking wood. It was a bar chord, innit? There was, there was yeah, a bar chord. So yeah, yeah. Happy to leave. <laughs> <laughs> happy to show off. I don't have any memory of playing the drums for this at all. I'm Matt trying to think. I told you to stop. Did, did I? Was there no drums? <laughs> there were drums, yeah. There were drums. I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm guessing there was just no hi hat. I know what means. See, like when you play it back in your head, yeah. I can't hear them. I can hear the yeah. fucking harmonica. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Oh, that harmonica made death for me because I had that speaker next to my head. Like when my head used to shake. Sometimes, I, sometimes I still hear it when I'm lying in bed at night. <laughs> The thing is with the harmonica, it's one of those instruments that, when played well, you can you can do it. But everyone thinks you can just pick up a harmonica and just you put your lips together and blow, and you don't realise until you've been playing it for a while. Actually, there's a knack to it, rather than just going breathe in, breathe out. And it's you know, you wouldn't sit down at a piano and just go, I'll I'll like this on the night, or you wouldn't pick up a violin and go. Well, that, that's exactly what we would do. But I mean, it was, yeah, yeah, and that's what I did with the harmonica. I was like, I'm not gonna, well, I don't need to learn how to play it. It's, it's a C harmonica. The song's in C. You know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't find Dylan doing practicing. You probably would. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, like, um, in this like old boys club and like all the kids getting like their underage pints in, 
and then you just whipping out like that <laughs> that arm and everyone would have just been like, Whoa, what the hell's happened? I remember Steve saying you when we were putting this 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 together, you you were saying I'm sure you had a, a harmonica on more songs than this, and it was only this. But I reckon I just wore the brace all the time because I wanted people to know, yeah, man. <laughs> hey, like at, at that time, I think you used to come to the pub and we'd have a have a pint, and you'd be sitting with her on. <laughs> like I just remember it constantly being around you, like just on you. Harmonica or not. I I love it. It most people going, what the fuck's that? You wouldn't even know what it is without a harmonica in it. <laughs> I just wanted to people, people to know that, yeah, I'm serious, man. I, you know, I can't even take a, a step towards the pub without playing my harmonica, man. I'm a hobo, I'm a minstrel. Well, like your walk down the Derby Lane isn't exactly <laughs> fucking Greenwich Village. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No. Oh, God. Yeah, actually, I remember walking down there, I think it was, it was rather with you, Steve or Bob. And someone just threw a milkshake at me from out of I'm fair enough. I'm looking back now, absolutely fair enough. <laughs> milkshake thrown at you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we definitely deserved it. <laughs> Followed by Goth or something like that. Yeah, 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 probably, yeah. yeah. Goth or a raster, I'm not quite sure what you're all at, but it is a milkshake on your head. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, yeah. What a waste! <laughs> <laughs> but this song again, far too long. Well established that I couldn't cut down my songs, but um, it was it was more matured, wasn't it? Than certainly the fucking face in the crowd, but it was certainly a. It felt like a proper song, didn't it? Yeah, because it was like a little build up, weren't it? Like the, mm-hmm. before before the was it the chorus or did you say lightning struck twice didn't you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It was, it but was, like the, there was a nice little build, a big up. build up yeah a bit like, like a roman stone yeah. type of uh there it even had the breakdown yeah, i think we all had the breakdown <laughs> with the harmonica but the song had the breakdown where the, the drums dropped out and we we probably thought yeah but yeah what other bands has a dropout man Fucking yeah no drums here so you're just having a pause on the eight minute song <laughs> 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 Song five, So Long Too Long. Ah, the classic. The song I serenaded Rowie with to convince him to stick around and bring his guitar. In our early days, this is what we perceived to be our signature song, largely attributable to being the one that made people like our parents go, oh, it's not dreadful, that, and think that there just might be a slither of something in this band lark for us. So Long Too Long was a very catchy song, but is another example of me not knowing when to wrap things up. It should have been a two and a half minute smash and grab job, but I hadn't mastered the art of self-editing yet and wouldn't for many a year. So there are about too many verses too many and a needless extended outro, but at the core of things was a very commendable effort at a pop song. So Long Too Long opened with a bass riff, which was a bold move for a band that didn't have a sodding bass player. So I'd try and double up my rhythm playing with a bass pattern that inevitably sounded crap. But there weren't too many lyrics, which meant the song was sing-alongable, and I do think the melody hid a multitude of sins. All self-depreciation aside, writing and finishing this song was a watershed moment for us, and we were wholly, unshakably convinced that it would be revered in years to come as a perfect slice of Liverpudlian pop, alongside There She Goes and Female of the Species. And there's still time yet. So long, too long. Right, this was it. So long, too long was... It was our... It was it was gonna be our number one, wasn't it? It, it was it was the song that had yeah. It it wasn't wasn't a long a long song. It had structure, didn't it? Um uh, 
we did open up with the with a bass line, which without a bassist was brave. Uh, definitely. Um, the drum beat is just me trying to rip off Thomas Meldy. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I'm going to enjoy this. I can go hi hat and snare in this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, it even had a, a mid late. Uh, no words to it. Which, <laughs> that, that was beyond me. I could write a mid late, but no, don't expect any words. It had a middle eight instrumental bit. Well, like I say, all, all this is like new to me. So, like, yeah, middle eight and it, it was a nice little pop song. Like, yeah. Going from like your rootsy stuff to this. I think we. It was kept rootsy, really. Oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's a gem. It's a diamond, like amongst amongst everything. It, it is a great song, and there was kind of like a rush to get rid of it, wasn't there? Like, I had a set list, or yeah, yeah. I was because um, I said we found this song the so long too long, and I sent it to somebody this week, and they were like, "That was incredible." You know, it's like a sixties lost classic. Da, da, da. He said, "Was was this the song that got your own radio on?" I was like, "No, nah, no, nah, we dropped it." He said, "You dropped it?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, we didn't, uh, we didn't want it to be our albatross round on." <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, lads! You write one good song out of a set. You've got one song that that's going to be like, you know, you you yeah. want to, it's going to catch your attention. And what you do, we go, ah, "I don't want to get too attached to it. We don't want people to know us just for that one song." We'll fucking drop it. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. mad. But at that person here, the third guitar solo and facing the crowd. Mustn't care about roots, must well, That's really. it, that's it. Uh, yeah, we were that rooty, we didn't even want fucking the song to do well. Yeah, but yeah, opening with a bass, bass line, didn't have a bassist. I, I mean, that, I think that kind of sums us up in the early years, that. It's just the lack of acknowledgement towards it, like for a long, long time. Yeah. <laughs> and you not not questions. No, 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 no. And no effort went into finding a bass player either. No, just get the gigs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was only until we got a bass player and we played it for the first time. It's like this is what it's meant to sound like. Yeah, ah. <laughs> yeah but nobody went. Yeah, you're, you're opening with a bass line, but you you haven't got a bit. No, oh, okay. No, we just didn't question it, did we? But there you go. <laughs> This is another song with one of your uh, titles, the you know. So long, too long. Had the alternate title, the Frank Button devised cream pie. Yeah, I remember the. Um, <laughs> not, the not a good name for a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh no no no. I, I do remember the the, the beer mat because I, I I've still got the the set list on it, and it has got Frank Button and a huge, huge knob drawn on it as well. Of course, so it's just, of course. You know, yeah, but Mine I, just says wood on it. Wood then cream pie. Oh, so I've got, you, I've got, got a I've picture got a, of your set list. Yeah, so my set list I've got in front ah, of me. Wow. It, it was um, scribed by Albany associate Cody. Um, yeah, so my so what is it? I've got licking licking wood and cream pie, but licking wood's just wood. So because you just know what. So yeah, See, I think mine's got so long, too long on it. So I'm 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 putting Cody down for that one. What, what was in. the system with the name and the song, Steve? What was the, what was the system? Well, it was just an easy way for me to remember. <laughs> the, the, the filthier, the better. Because then as you turn around and say, play DT Frenzy, I'll go, yeah, straight in there. Or See, That's a problem, like, like DT Frenzy, because like, <laughs> I, I was speaking to Matty before about it, and like, I don't even think like there's any porn videos with the t- with the title Frenzy, because I, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's too much. Like, They've just settled on like gangbang. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think if, if you say that and it gets a reaction, then that, that's the name of the song, isn't it? 
I'm, I'm going to say it was it was like like uh, I don't know. I haven't really got any sort of artistic expression for it. It was just me <laughs> being filthy. Yeah, <laughs> essentially that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Clean pie, man. <laughs> song six crawl on home the first song i ever played live at an open mic underage and wearing my mate's dad's shoes and clothes which were all far too big for me but that's another story for another time essentially a pub rock bag of shite crawl on home was a lumpen blob of cod brit pop tripe with meaningless lyrics that was yet again two minutes too long Although, and fair play to him, Steve tried to save the song by utilising a jazz-informed drumbeat. Essentially, in writing this, I ripped off an Oasis B-side that is about incest, so that should give you an insight into how bad it was. Yeah, this one has not aged well, this, like, facing the crowd, but I remember writing this when I was in sixth form. I remember playing it to me mates. We were all had fake IDs and we were in what was then called Hannah's Bar. And I got on the open mic and I played this and it was like, oh, can I Matty's written a song and it's it's great, yeah, it's great, great, great. And so for a while, this before I was like in the band, this was like my song, do you know what I mean? Yeah. If there was a guitar, it'd be like, yeah, go ahead, Matty, play that Crawl on Home song, yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought I was the bee's knees with this one, <laughs> absolute bee's knees. Listen back to it, they're like, it's fucking shite. <laughs> I don't mind when, when they listen back to it, I don't mind it. Like, I think it sounds like... It, uh, it sounds terrible, like, describing it, but, like, swinging and, like, yeah. a bit ballsy and, and to come out, that's coming from, like, a young you, like, a kid, in it? Like, yeah. I think it's, I think I, I enjoy listening to it. I, I enjoy listening I to think it. Personal opinion. I think it's the lyrics more than anything, like, just because they're meaningless and, but I, I, I kind of, I did that, like, Noel Gallagher thing where I'll have meaningless things, but present them in a way that they're really profound or they're really they're really well that's what it is that's what it must be then because when i listen to music or when, when, when i've got a song and i don't really hear the lyrics to like mm. the third fourth listen mm. Mm. so i like the music i really enjoy the music i'll have to i'll listen back again <laughs> no no don't wait don't don't but again again it had i can't believe i'm saying this for like the third time it had an another two solos which are, <laughs> which are exactly the same i think it pushes five minutes this and you're like this should not be longer than like three and a half and it's pushing five and a half but uh... i remember it being long but <laughs> this was always my safe song in the in the set as well because it was the same drums even though i actually quite like the drums in the in this in this in the song it was it was the same drum beat all the way through and it just like built built up. And you had a little Charlie Watts fucking mm. thing, didn't you? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Well, I could also do that one handed while I was having a bevy. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite song. <laughs> <laughs> uh God, yeah. Although it is the song that if you listen to this podcast, the outro, like the, the very end where where you can hear uh, a guitar line and all crunching feedback and sting saying how much he likes playing in the dark man that is a snipper from crawling home. it is it is yeah. um, there you go didn't there say you go. he liked the song did he just... <laughs> <laughs> i like not being able to see us yeah. <laughs> you can't see me mouthing at you no hi-hats <laughs> put a tom in it join the second guitar solo <laughs> stop using that double bass drum <laughs> Song 7, Outro. 
One of the best gigs I've ever been to, and maybe the most formative with regards to my perception of music, was British Sea Power in the Stanley Theatre in 2003. Nothing was ever the same after that. Now, I could write a whole essay on that one concert alone, but for the sake of this, one of the things that frazzled my mind most was that after they had played their final song, the epic 13-minute-plus lately, they ripped into an unformed, anarchic improvisation, colloquially referred to amongst the faithful as Rock in A, that saw various members of the band performing all sorts of on-stage gymnastics, crowd-surfing and climbing the rafters, whilst the white-hot rock and roll continued until it eventually fell apart under its own weight. God, I want to do something like that. For um, wow, I want to do something like that, I thought. And so deftly ripped off the idea by writing a loose sketch for a song, in A, naturally, and refusing to plan an ending. We'll just wing it on the night. Now, of course, Steve's Attic was a very different venue to the Stanley Theatre. And rather than being a fully formed, signed rock band who'd had years of practice under their belt, we were three bellends in Steve's bedroom guzzling Vibog pills. This all meant, therefore, that the brand of chaos with which we chose to end this epic rather meekly consisted of me holding my shitty replica vintage guitar against a tiny 15 watt amp until a squeal of feedback limped out of it, while Steve twatted his cymbals and Rowie lunged back and forward, all the while hunched over so he didn't bang his head on the low ceilings. In our minds, however, we were the who, smashing up our instruments and giving the squares of the world an aural two fingers up. In reality, we were just creating a right royal din for Steve's parents downstairs, who actually never once complained, which shows both how amazing they were and how toothless and tame we really were. So the last song was outro. Uh, yeah, outro was does what it says on the tin. What's this on your set list, Azro? So like you mentioned the sea power, the, that rock and eight man just says, mad one, with two <laughs> exclamation points. <laughs> Yeah, that was it. Just a, a complete wig out, wasn't it? And um, in Prachy, this is like last for about 20 minutes, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, just the same fucking colour. There was one change in it that lasted about two minutes. Uh, t- sorry, not even that. unless 30 seconds. And then the rest of it was just, just stay on A. Oh, God almighty. There was a theme, though, wasn't it? For us, like, throughout, that for a couple of years where we had, uh, we had a song at the end that always kind of descended into that. Was yeah. There? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, was that more just to let everyone say everyone in the crowd is fucking <laughs> round? Like we're finished now. <laughs> we've we've just we've finished our set because we've all got our guitars off, like trying to get feedback. But with that, with that, with the mad one without trolley, that's something else. That like that's just noise. It is just noise. <laughs> like like Matthew was saying about your mad and dad. Like why didn't they just come up the ladder and just say? Stop. <laughs> it's been 20 minutes. Just stop. I mean, you've got better things to do. Oh, man. It had a good melody, the, the, the vocal bit, the, the tiny bit that did have vocals. But then I was listening, I was thinking about, not listening to me, but I was, I was thinking about that song and I go, that melody. And then I just realised I completely lifted the vocal melody from a space song. Like, I mean, not even like just about, like the actual melody. And all these years, nearly 20 years, I've never made that connection. I was like, Oh fucking hell! That's disco dummy by Spade, like the exact. So, oh, just I I don't remember the tune at all. I, I just remember it being noisy and not having a clue what was going on. So I just kept hitting the same thing. And probably a Tom, <laughs> yeah, <just> all, <laughs> all the way through. But we, so we, I, uh, 
Yeah, we try and like get all feedback, but it's hard to get feedback from a crappy replica guitar and a tiny, tiny. Amp. Well, I don't think anyone's got successful guitar feedback when you're having to like bend down. <laughs> to, <laughs> to get, you're not like Townsend in front of like a stack of marbles, <laughs> no, are you? No, no, no. <laughs> you're no. having to get on your, your knees. No, but we knew that, but we were okay with that because we were like, well, that's all right because. Before long, there will be a stack of marshals behind us. You know, as long as we, as long as we can keep practicing, at one point we we will be able to do this. Never go and actually. Why don't we just save up and get proper amps? It's like no, no. At some point there will be an amp there, and you know we'll be rock gods by then. And you know, Robbie's going to set fire to his guitar, and Steve's going to put fireworks in the bass drum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And actually, it's just this really limp. Well, even if we just had the bass player, like a bass line going all the way through, <laughs> you know, and then you you two could have like done whatever, but at least there would have been something underneath it all carrying it through. But... Good point, that's it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> it was just noise. It was just noise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It starts off as a song, but then the feedback. Like, oh, like 30 seconds would have been enough of it, yeah. Really, wasn't yeah, it? yeah, 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 yeah. Ended up being pretty, like metal machine music, didn't it? The vocal melody, yeah, the... I thought, yeah, we'll have to something there, but then again, I could, if we if we just sat down, we probably could have crafted a, a quite a good song out of it that mm. maybe had a bit of a noisy section, but we didn't. We just went right, okay, so after the the first verse, there's no chorus because, of course, there's no chorus of this one. After the first verse, yeah, just 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 go mad, just go mad. <laughs> We're not sure what it was missing. Harmonica. Feedback. But it saved its purpose, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'd, I'd, I'd love to know what what people thought of it the first time we played it in the old boys, the old boys pub. <laughs> my honest, I was trying to, you know, summon up the devil through feedback. But when actually, I'm just. They're probably thinking where, where the fuck's the Jimmy Savile experience. <laughs> <laughs> was there They're a buff, buffet stuff. that night? <laughs> Don't remember what the gig. I'm sure there was a buffet, you know. I'm sure we ruined the buffet for everyone. Because <laughs> I, I, I remember at the end of the outro, like after the gig, I think it was me and Cody, we had bin bags and we were just filling like the bin. Bin bags are used for the for the, for me drums. On the carry, like chicken wings and that. Jesus, I think you're. I, do you know, I hadn't thought about that for yeah years. But I think, I, I mean, that oh, the glamour here. Yeah, was a buffet. I can't remember the occasion. There was a buffet. Oh. <laughs> Albany's first gig. Put a spread on. <laughs> so, armed with a collection of seven surefire classics, we set off for our first ever gig as a trio. Frustratingly, our memories of the actual gig itself are few and far between. Not because it was a drunken haze and we all blacked out, but rather, I think it must have been somewhat unspectacular, or at the very least not a shambolic disaster that gives me cold sweats in the middle of the night just thinking about, although there's plenty more of that to come, believe me. I asked Rowie and Steve about their memories of the gig, and theirs were nearly as vague as mine, though Steve did recall two factors that were emblematic of what was to come. The first was that Steve brought all his gear in bin bags, which anyone who has tried to manoeuvre any part of a drum kit to any degree will know is absolutely ludicrous. And the second is that I tuned my guitar with a spanner. Now, I'll hold my hands up and admit I'm a careless sod. It's a bugbear of mine and is a frustration often shared by those nearest to me, but I break things and I lose things, unintentionally, but of a regularity that sees me spending a lot of time either trying to solve these problems or ignore them. 
So although I can't remember the exact incident in which it happened, at some point in Bucko's bar, I'd banged, dropped or sat on my guitar and one of the tuning heads snapped off, which meant I couldn't turn the knob and tune the string in question. Now for a band that didn't use guitar tuners, this was a pretty fundamental problem. But rather than taking my guitar to get fixed, which would have involved spending effort that could have been directed towards the band and the pub, I searched for any apparatus that could do the job and settled on a spanner. Quite how this must have appeared to the presumably small crowd at the gig, Steve unloading from bin bags, me tuning my guitar with a spanner, and Rowie, no doubt, looking effortlessly cool, chain-smoking, this was pre-smoking band, is anyone's guess. Compared to our counterparts, the Alphites, in their matching attire, proper equipment, and knowledge of their instruments, we must have looked as far away from, not even professional, but simply competent as it is possible to be. We didn't care, and probably took some degree of delight in our shambles. But whilst memories of the gig itself have been swept away by the ebbing and flowing waves of time, I can recall the post-match analysis in the Albany afterwards, and we were all in agreement that we were essentially the last gang in town, the city's new hope, and the best band in the world, bin bags and all. Do you remember much about the gigs? I, I, I'd say not, not in a fashionable, oh, so out of it. I just, I generally can't remember playing. No, like, I remember turning up and, like, the gig would have been a blur, but not, like, in a euphoric sense, like, oh, what a rush. Like, yeah, I just, yeah. just, I don't know what happened there. Yeah. The last, that last half an hour was just gone. Yeah. Like, give me a pint of Foster's. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I remember not meeting anyone new after the gig, after that gig. So, like, normally you finish, like, being in a band, you think, oh, yeah, everyone's going to come over and say, oh, that was really good, or whatever. <laughs> No one will come and talk to me after it. <laughs> so maybe that's why me and Cody robbed the buffet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm linking back to what we were saying earlier about the L fight. They, I mean, Jim was a very good drummer and he was very serious about it. No doubt he turned up with all sorts of casing and carry bags. And like, it's no exaggeration. We we literally what carried it in bin bags, didn't we? Your your drum. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Properly. Professional all the way. Did you double bag the symbols? Um, do you know what? It, the, the bag would always split, wouldn't it? Because everyone had to, you know, help out. Even Bob helped out, which is unusual for him, wasn't it? Yeah. He'd have to carry something. And yeah, the bags would always split. And yeah, especially when you got a bag of symbols and a bag of chicken wings in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> the chicken wings are probably worth more than the symbols. <laughs> made a better noise as well. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't got chicken drumsticks in this anywhere. Uh, oh, oh, we missed out there. What a yes, did, did. Yeah. I did. I remember the album after it, but I can't... Yeah, we were just... I don't even think we were on a higher switch. We were just very much like, that's it. First gig done now, right? This is it. Yeah, it would have just... For us, it would have just been like uh, a relief. Like, that's done. Like, yeah. What's next? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, right, gig, tick. Yeah. Logo, well, it, tick. Wasn't climbing, tick. Wasn't climbing Everest. It was like, that's to come, in it. But, yeah. yeah. We're gone. Yeah. yeah. Town. Yeah. That was it. That was it. There was no looking back from there on, was there? No, never look back. Go forward. Always. <laughs> <laughs> Football flag and all. <laughs> Just don't slip up on it. <laughs> Tony's football camp's still going, by the way, if anyone wants to do <laughs> thing after this. I'm sure he's got a Facebook page now. It's all modern. You won't make that mistake again with the flag. We need to digitalise this. <laughs> <laughs>
So Long Too Long is a podcast written by me, Matty Lachmanze, also starring Liam Rowlands and Steve Buckley. For more information, search So Long Too Long Podcast on all socials or email us at solongtoolongpod at gmail.com. So Long Too Long is part of the Club Shipwreck Network. For more information, go to www.patreon.com slash clubshipwrecked. Thanks to John Gibbons and the Anfield Rap for Loan of the Studio. I like playing in the dark, man.